Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter number 24, verse number 14. We are still talking about the implications of Lot's choice. Amen. Sorry? Pastor Sam gave a different... The Lot in me. Okay. Pastor Sam. One of these days, I'll let you preach your, your, your sermon of the Lord in me. <laughs> now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. If it seems evil, to you to serve the Lord. Choose yourselves or choose you this day whom you serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I pray you breathe your breath of life over this word in Jesus name. Amen. We've been talking about choices. Amen. And we have said a lot of things about choices. I just want to remind you a few things. That what choice you make greatly affects you. The choice you make greatly affects you. The choice of the spouse. The choice of where to live the choice of what job to do, the choice of how many children to have, the choice of uh, what career path to go in, the choice of uh, what other choices do we make? The choice who to marry, the choice of the church, even the church to go to. Greatly affects you. How many know that it's not every church that gives us the choice, the, the, the opportunity to work for God? So the, so the type of church you go to is very, very important. Because there's some churches you go, it's just to hear and go away. Some churches just to hear, be blessed, get a testimony for, and a blessing, uh, what do you call it, now have a lot of money, and then go away. Prophecies to break your, your enemies, your rivals at work and everything, and then go away. <laughs> do you get it? I'm not condemning anything, but I'm just trying to tell you that the choice of even the church you go, you go to affects you in a way. And it doesn't just affect you here on earth, but it also affects you. There's, there's a spiritual implication. There's eternity implication. Are you with me? Because you go, when you go, the Bible says, we, we read it in Revelation, that all of us will be judged according to our works. The works we have done for God. So if you go to a place and it's not based on doing something for God and it's just receiving, 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 receiving. When you go, what are you going to present? The Bible says that they that win souls shall shine bright as the stars in heaven. So if you are a soul winner, you get stars. What if 
you don't go to a place that will give you the opportunity to go and win souls. And so you are crownless, starless. And you go. The Bible says that in heaven there are mansions. And there are also dormitories. There are dormitories where like you have 10 people or 20 people sleeping in the same room. Each according to the works. You know, this day and age with that grace message, it's like take away the works. Everything we are saved by grace. Everything is by grace. So we don't have to do anything. Let's come and enjoy and be blessed and go away. That is one of the deceptions of Satan. Grace doesn't mean that you must not work. In, in, in Matthew 11, it says that take upon you my yoke, for my yoke is easier, my burden is light. He has exchanged our heavy yoke for his light yoke. Our heavy burden for his light burden. His light burden is tell others about what you have received. Tell others. You shall be my witnesses after the Holy Ghost has come upon you in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the, in Samaria, and to the utmost part of the world. So there is a job. There is a charge. Amen. So we cannot just be here and it's all about what we can receive, all we can get. Amen. So the church we choose to go to is a choice, but it has eternal implications. Amen. The type of Christian we choose to become is also a choice and it also has eternal implications. We can choose to be lazy Christians. It's our prerogative. We can choose to be Christians that add faith and work to our faith. It's also our choice. Hallelujah. We can choose to be a Christian who is dodgy. You are in church, but you are carnal. Like Lot. It's our choice. But it has implications. I'm not making sense. So every choice that you choose has implications. Amen. The choice of meat. For those of us who are not married, please don't make, take it lightly. The choice of wife, spouse, husband, you choose will either enhance your Christian work or diminish it or kill it. Are you with me? In most three treatises, can two work together except they agree? Two people cannot work together if they don't have agreement. And you see, the person you marry will either enable you or distract you. There is a race that um, is run in a handicap race for the blind. I don't know whether you've seen it before, but they tie the hand of the one who is blind to the hand of the one who can see, and they run. So 100 meters or 200 meters. So they tie and they run together. You don't win unless both of you cross the line together. So it doesn't matter how fast you are. Maybe you are, you are the, the faster one is a blind person. If your partner is not as fast as you, 
you are only as good as the slower person. Am I making sense? So you see that uh, when they are running, I don't know whether you've seen it. Maybe when you go check on YouTube, you see what I'm talking about. See, when they are going, they go and they, you see maybe it's a, a lady and a man. The lady is the one who is blind. But he, she will choose a man to run. And the man has to run the same speed as the lady. Because she's the one, the blind person is the one who is scoring. Not the one who can see. Am I making sense? In the same way, if you choose a very slow coach as your partner, you will not win. <laughs> I don't know whether you can understand what I'm saying. So the spouse that you have is also very important. And you see, when I say this, for some of us, we are already married. So encourage your spouse. Do you understand? You can't divorce, but encourage your spouse to also, don't, don't say that me, I'm going, if you don't go, you, you can go to hell. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Encourage your spouse also to come along so that both of you can run faster. Do you know when you are running with people, you don't get tired easily? When you are running alone, you will get. The Bible says, iron sharpens iron. So a man, the countenance of his brother. Are you, are you, are you with me? So and get a partner who is encouraging, a partner who is on fire, a partner who will spare you on. Not the one who will cause you to backslide. The one who will say, don't go to church. Let's go. And <laughs> I want to eat fish Sunday morning. <laughs> Fresh fried fish Sunday morning. <laughs> no. Hallelujah. Choosing where you where to live is also very important. Isn't it? Yeah. Where to live. You are here. You have a very powerful church. You are okay. You are on fire for God. Then somebody says, No, no, let's move to Stoke on Trent. It's a place. They say, yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Let's move to Stoke on Trent. So you also get up, you move to Stoke on Trent. There's no church. You are just about to die. Yeah. Because you will die spiritually, and that can even cause your physical death. Hallelujah. It's, it's, not, it's not a very, it's a poor choice. You see, all I'm trying to say is that whatever choice you are going to make, have the love of God in the forefront of the decision you're making. That's really what I'm trying to say. Don't just choose because it's nice. That's the mistake that Lot did. He just looked. The place looked nice and he chose. He did not choose with God in mind. The man he chose, the, 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 the person he chose to marry was no God. Obvious because even his uncle was not part of the choice of wife in the culture in those days, is the father who chooses for the son. Abraham chose for Isaac, his son, but for Lot, we didn't see him choosing for Lot. I'll tell you why he was not part of the decision making for Lot's choice of a wife. I'll give you a secret why Lot behaved the way he behaved. I'll give it to you today. Hello? 
Are you okay with me so far? So make sure that your choice that you are choosing is God-centered. Yeah, God-centered. Somebody said to me, Pastor, I should have stayed in Leeds. I shouldn't have come back. Gone back. Because I was on fire when I was in Leeds. But now, I want to tell you, to tell you the truth. I am worse than before I left. That's what somebody called me and said, told me. I am worse than before I left. I was on fire when I was here. But now I'm worse. May it not be your story. I said, may it not be your story. Hallelujah. So let's go back to Lot. <laughs> okay, so I don't know whether you still remember the story, but let's read it, uh, Genesis 13, 8 to 13 quickly. So Abraham said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me, between your headsmen and my headsmen, between my headsmen and your headsmen, for we are brethren. It's not the whole land before you. Please separate yourself from me. If you take the left, I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, I will go to the, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered, even everywhere before the Lord, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. If the Bible you are using belongs to you, circle the word the land of Egypt. I'll come back to it. As you go towards Zohar, then Lot chose for himself the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. The, the, the original uh, King James says, says that he pitched his tent near Sodom. Towards Sodom. Amen. Which means that he did not go inside Sodom. It was in the direction of Sodom. Amen. Heading towards Sodom. Okay. Are you with me? But the men of Sodom were extremely wicked, exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. And I gave you last week, I gave you a few, a few character traits of Lot, isn't it? How many remember? A few character traits of Lot. What were some of the character traits? Lot was forgetful. Lot was easily, sorry, easily influenced by people. He was not humble. He could not be advised. Lot was a very carnal Christian. Lot was very worldly, worldly. He was abrasive. Hallelujah. See, when you are reading the Bible, always try and picture it so that it makes sense. 
Because we, we have all read the, the, the story of Abraham and Lot. And all these things haven't come into our focus at all. You know, so you can almost not identify yourself with Lot. Am I making sense? Uh, one of the things I want to add today about Lot is, number one, Lot's Christianity, if you like, was secondhand Christianity. Which means that Lot himself did not have an encounter with God. It was Abraham that commanded him to follow. Remember the story? When God came to, uh, Abraham, and said to, to Abraham and said to Abraham, uh, get thee out of your land, out of your father's house, to the land that I will show you. Isn't it? So Abraham gathered all that he had in his house and lot with him and he journeyed out. Isn't it? So Lot did not have an encounter with God. Lot used to serve idols with his uncle. Then one day his uncle comes and says that from today we are not going to serve idols anymore. We are going to go and serve Jehovah God. But remember that the Bible describes Lot as a righteous man. So his righteousness was based on what he had heard. Majority of us, our Christianity is based on what we have been told. We have never had an encounter with God. So it's very easy for us to backslide. Because our Christianity is second hand. It is, you know, it is uh, the, the God whom Paul preaches. It is my pastor's God. And even my pastor says, you don't you don't quote you don't quote your the scripture the, the you don't quote the, the, the bibles they don't my pastor says it's a secondhand christianity so you don't have a personal encounter with god so it is very easy to forget god when you take out abram from your 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 sight immediately you can't see god because the God you see is through Abraham. Some of us, the God we see is through our pastor. So when our pastor is not around, we backslide. Some of us, the God we see is through our parents. When our parents are not around, that's why you see pastor's children, when they, are, they, are, they travel, they go somewhere, they, their lives just miserable and horrible. Because they, their Christianity was second hand. It was through their parents. But I pray that your Christianity will be your first hand experience. Your own encounter with God. It doesn't matter whether your, your father is, is, is God's servant or not. It doesn't matter. But you yourself, you have your own personal encounter with God. So that it doesn't matter where your, even your father backslides today, you will not backslide. Joshua had his own personal encounter with God. Apart from Moses. You remember Joshua chapter 1 verse 1? Say, Moses, your, your, Moses, my servant, is dead. That scripture is a very, very important scripture. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, Verse 2, say, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. 
if Joshua had a second-hand Christianity or second-hand relationship, as soon as Moses dies, Joshua's relationship with God would die. But Joshua grew stronger because he had his own encounter in this chapter. Amen. Go over to the Jordan, you and all these people with you. I will give them to, to the children of Israel. And he says that, then he starts saying, be strong, be of good courage, go, possess the land from the river Euphrates to here, here, I'll give all to you. Don't give up. Just keep pushing. God had visited him. Joshua. So he knew God for himself. That's how come chapter 24, he says that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord to hell with all of you if you want to go to hell. Hallelujah. Me, I know my God. I know whom I believed in. I know whom I've served. I know whom I've placed my, my faith in. I have a first-hand experience with God. So it doesn't matter who comes and who goes. It doesn't matter who fails me and who doesn't fail me. I am resolute. I am uh, uh, firm in my belief and in my faith. That is what we need. It's not a second-hand experience. It's a first-hand encounter with God. It may be that Moses preached God to Joshua. Yes. But Joshua must have his own personal experience. Must discover his own God. I pray that you discover your own God. I said I pray that you discover your own God. Yeah. Not your father's God. Not your mother's God. Not your pastor's God. But your own God. Hallelujah. For if you don't discover your own God, you're on borrowed time. I say if you don't discover your own God, you are on borrowed time. Because only a matter of time, you become like Lot. So Lot's relationship with God was a second-hand relationship. How many agree with that? Hallelujah. It was, it was not, it was not first-hand. And number two, because Lot's relationship with God was borrowed and was via Abraham. When Abraham made a mistake, it affected Lot. Hello? Oh, you've gone quiet on me. Can you look for the scripture that says, and Abraham went to Egypt and he said to the king that the wife was my sister. Look for that scripture. See, in that scripture, you will discover that Lot was witness to the lies told by Abraham. To save his king. It's in Genesis somewhere. Genesis 12. Read it for me. 
It shall come to pass when the Egyptians are see thee, they will kill me. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister. You see, if you are a leader, your mistake causes others to die. This was Abraham's mistake. Are you getting it? This was a mistake. Abraham told a lie and made the king take his wife to his bedchamber. But for God, Abraham would have pimped his wife. You will see that moving on, Lot did this, uh, Isaac did the same thing. Isaac wasn't there when the father was doing this. But some behavior and some actions triggers ancestral curse in the house. When you were misbehaving to your husband, your child was not there. But fast forward the next generation, your child will do the same to their husband. So you see that this mistake caused Lot to lose faith in his uncle. And therefore, Lot decided not to follow lost the respect lost every thing after all you who say you are holy when push came to shelf what did you do it was a choice it was Moses' choice but that choice cost a lot to miss it it was Abraham's choice, sorry. And that choice caused the nephew to miss it. The room is quiet. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You are shocked about what I'm saying or what? Nella, what's going on? Is it shock or or you are not, you are not in the room? Are you here or you've gone away? Listen, as soon as somebody comes to church and they see you, you become the person they look up to. So your mistake causes others to fall. And Jesus gave a stern warning. Woe to you that caused one of these little children to sin. It would be better if a milestone was placed on your neck and you be drowned in the sea. Because see, as they see you on stage, as they see you around, they know that they assume that you are somebody worth emulating. So they begin to look at you. They look up to you. So your mistake, I say your mistake, causes not only a lot to fall, but your own Isaac will come and repeat the same mistake. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
You have a question? <laughs> you see, Satan doesn't know tomorrow. But Satan has been around for a long time. So he knows and he can he, he can he can just chart your course. The way you are start, you started, this is how you are going to go, this is how you are going, this is how you are going to end. Yeah. You see, you replicate it. The familiar spirit, they replicate it in your children. You see that the, the, the demons you fight, your children will fight the same demon. If you don't overcome those demons. And you see your children's children struggling with the same demons. This year, we haven't done any of those family consecration services. We have to do because some of us, the things we are dealing with is our great-grandfather's demons. The demons we are fighting, they are our great-grand demons, father's demons. You are preaching. Hallelujah. How many used to have your, your, your grandfather give me the bottle, that bottle there? Your grandfather will, wear, will put some cloth around his, his, his waist. Then he will stand outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many know what I'm talking about? And they'll be mentioning names. They are putting all of you inside the bondage. In the name of... They'll bring you all together. They'll, they'll drink and spit. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was the only one they did that to. <laughs> yeah, they will cut, they will cut, cut the head of goat. Then the, the oil, they will make everybody come and put their finger in that oil, in, in the blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the, inside your face with all the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> see all those things all those things have spirits following them and those spirits locate us and chase us you see that there's a, a grandfather who used to be a womanizer his son that's your father also had many many then you see that you too you have you have issues you are trying to remain married with one wife but you are having issues the issue you are having has a, a, a root it's, 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 it goes far you will see that if you look at Abraham's, Abraham's line all the men they, they, their wives don't give birth they are barren Isaac's wife was also barren. Abraham's wife was barren. Rachel was barren. Sarah was barren. So you go, go see that all of them. And then you see that another trait is that the, 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 the first, the elder son is disinherited. Abraham's son, first one was disinherited. Ishmael was disinherited. Then you see Esau was also disinherited. Then you see Reuben was disinherited. See, it goes, it's like it's an ancestral spirit. 
that follows and it all comes by one mistake of giving your wife to a stranger that's where it starts you see demons don't work alone demons work in pairs so you see when they come they come with other things so you think lying a lie but see what it's, it's bringing and all these things followed them followed, 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 followed them throughout the generation you can trace the generation hallelujah one mistake giving your wife to an Egyptian king because you wanted to protect your neck Lot loses faith in you. Some of us, people have lost faith in God because of us. People have decided not to serve God again because of your behavior. And you see, up now it doesn't even occur to you that you have caused others. I pray that from today, because of this message you have heard if there were five people that were lost, get 15 people saved. Make up for it. I say make up for it. Anybody, if it's one person that you, because of your behavior, the Bible says in the days of ignorance, God winked. But make up for it. If it was one person, get two. If it was five people, get ten. Make up for it. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Lot would have done well but for his uncle. Amen. I said amen. The way you are looking at me, I don't know whether I'm... So, Lot... And, and see another thing another thing that made Lord choose to go and settle in Sodom or near Sodom was because Sodom looked like Egypt you know, the land of Egypt in the context of this story was the land of backsliding. The land where you lose you lose your, your walk or your run with God. Let's read that scripture again. When Lord lifted up his eyes. You remember I told you to circle that word. Verse 10. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah like the garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt. It looked like the land of Egypt. It looked like the place of lust. 
Remember I told you that the people kept going back to serve the idols. because Not because the idols would look beautiful. But because of the, the activity, the worship of the idol brought. The temporal pleasure. The pleasures of sin. That was what made them always go back to worshiping the idols. Amen. And then I, 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 said, I said to you that, you see, that, that thing, that the enjoyment that it brings is what makes them hooked on it. How uh, I many know that anybody who's on drugs, they will tell you that the first hit, it takes you high. If you, if you, if you think the height, let's say the height is 10, 10, let's say 10 something, 10, 10 floors high. Any other hit or, 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 or whatever, snort or smoke can never take you to that 10, 10. You see that it will take you to eight, seven and a half, six. So you, you keep trying to do because you want to go and experience the 10, but you never ever get to the 10 again. And that's what makes you hooked on it. Because you are forcing to go and experience the 10. But you never get to that 10 ever again. So you get hooked on it. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what drugs is. Any addiction. It's like that. So you see the addiction to the flesh. For Lot. He had tasted Egypt. So when he looked at the plain of Jordan and it reminded him of, of, a, place. of a place. That number 10. He wanted to get to that number 10. So he chose that place. Like the land of Egypt. Like as you go towards all. It was like Egypt. And remember, Egypt was the place of backsliding. Egypt was the place that the man that had chosen to serve God, Abraham, followed God faithfully. Backslid. Gave his wife in Egypt. Incidentally, it's the same place where they made their wealth. It was the place that the king gave gold, silver, and everything to Abraham. He said, take, 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 go, go, go. I don't want to see you again. I don't want to get into trouble. Take yours, your wife. Take gold, take silver, everything, go. When the king gave everything that he could give to Abraham, he gave also to Lot. That's how come Lot also became wealthy. You wonder how I'm getting all this in a very short scripture. <laughs> but it's it, that land. It looks like it's the place that gave you wealth. But it is not. It is not. It's an illusion. 
want to choose that man because that man is rich. He has a lot of uh, uh, money. He has cars. You know, you take care of me. This one, he's a, he's a young person. He hasn't got any money. Let me go for the one that's well watered. You are becoming lot. It looks like Egypt. It looks like Egypt. Would you believe that upon all the choice that Lot made, in the end, Lot left with only the clothes on his back. He lost everything he took to that land that looks like Egypt. Where he thought he could remake more money. Now he left with just the clothes on his back. Running. The gold is gone. The cattle are gone. The wife is gone. Everything is gone. And you see that he lost, not only did he lose everything, in the end he lost his righteousness because in the end he slept with his own daughters. Caused incest. Abomination. That stayed in his bloodline for a long time. The, 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 the choice that you make has dire implications. You are just thinking about one. One step logic. But the implications become multiple. I don't want to scare you, but I, I could tell you I, I could tell you reason why Reuben was disinherited, reason why uh, all those people were disinherited through this, through this incest. Why would God choose Judah to be the king when Reuben is the elder and in the culture the firstborn is supposed to get half of the father's wealth and the rest of the children must split the rest, the half that is left. But for the incest. The Bible says that the fathers have eaten sour grapes and set the children's teeth on edge. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we okay? <laughs> Not every wealth is wealth, you know. Not everything that looks rich is rich. My sister, choose a man with bright eyes for future. Not the one that looks like well watered like the place of Egypt. No, 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 no. You see, when you were younger, you used to have, uh, what do you call, sugar daddies. And now you have come to the point where you are getting married. You are thinking in terms of Egypt. So you are looking for somebody who has that the same traits of a sugar daddy. Somebody 
So you end up you end up making a choice which is very poor. It looks like Egypt. Amen. Listen, choose in line with the principle of God. You see, the, yes, 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 something. When Lot chose the plain that is well watered towards Sodom, Abraham went to the mountain of Canaan. And the Bible says that he dwelt in tent. Very important. And the second thing he did was he pitched an altar. He placed an altar to God. You see that everywhere Abraham went, number one, he dwells in tent, which meant that he knew it was a temporary, this world was a temporary thing. He was, a, he was more like a missionary. He was not settled. He was on the move. And everywhere he went, he made an altar because he knew that everything he does must center around God. So two things. Tent, altar. Tent, altar. Tent, altar. I pray that we have that same lifestyle. Yeah. I don't care how much money you get. I don't care how beautiful a house you live in. Don't put your trust. Live in that mansion like a tent. If God says you should move today, I'm ready. If God says to me today, leave this building, go. I'm gone. Because for me, it's a tent. Tent altar. Someone say tent altar. A tent and an altar like mindset towards God. So that you don't hold on to anything. Some of us, our God is our spouse. Our God is our job. Our God is our money. Our God is, is, is the things we think we have. No. Because that is what Lot did. His God was the Why do you think Lot was fighting his, uh, his people were fighting his uncle's people? The headsmen were fighting because it was all about the heads. It was all about the cattle. It was all about the material, the gold. It was all about the, 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 the place where they would feed the cattle so the cattle can produce more, can produce more. So these people were trying to bring, come and feed in the same grass and not allowing their cattle to feed well. So they, they were fighting. Because it was all about what I can have now. A man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things he possesses. Your life is more than the goods you have. Your life is more than silver and gold. Your life is more than the clothes you have. Your life is more than the shoes and the bags you have. tell me that your, your whole life is worth three, three suitcases or four suitcases. However many suitcases all your, your belongings go into. 
You can't tell me that. I mean, when you are relocating from here to Africa, and then you pack all your suitcases, and there are three suitcases. Are you saying that your whole life is worth three suitcases? Your life is worth more than that. <laughs> Listen, let's choose with the principles that God gives us. Amen. Lot lost everything. Remember all this while, Lot was captured. Do you remember that story? They came to capture Lot and all his goods. And Abraham had to organize his servants into an army to come and rescue Lot. You would have thought that Lot would get sense. And see that this place that I am in, I don't have any security. See, sometimes we suffer accidents. Sometimes we suffer incidents. They should tell us that we don't have any security on earth. Somebody comes, breaks your house, breaks into your house, steals something. It's the captivity of Lot. Have you learned something from it? Oh, you haven't. Straight back to the same place he was captured. How many of us in this room, if it was you, after you were being captured and your same uncle you fought has come to rescue you? Common sense will tell you that no, maybe we have to move close to my uncle. He knows he may know something I don't know. No. Back to the same spot. Some of us, some of us, God, God, God is trying to pull us. God is trying to rescue us. God is trying to send us through certain experiences that we are supposed to learn lessons from. But we are going back still to the same place. Still going back to the same place of our captivity and not realizing that one day there won't be anything to rescue. Because when the Sodom was being destroyed, there was nothing to rescue. Abraham couldn't come to rescue him this time. He lost everything. I pray that we'll make right choices. I say, I pray that we'll make right choices. Lot being a second hand type of Christian, yeah. and we are encouraged not to be that type of Christian. Yeah. But at the same time, to people, now you are not a second hand Christian. You've tried to have your encounter. But at the same time, it's like people are also looking up to you, and there's also a side effect of somebody looking up to you if you make a mistake. Mm. So, how do you reconcile the two? And the second one is that it's a very short, is it fair that one simple mistake <laughs> one simple turn leads to this series of uh, repercussions? For you, it looks simple. But it's not as simple as it, <laughs> it, it, it looks. Do you understand? Because there's implications. The Bible, God has destined for Abraham to be the father of many nations. And that was through his wife. So giving your wife to a, 
an uncircumcised king to sleep with was not only just adultery, but you are blocking God's. Do you understand? We will all not be here. If that sin had remained, we will not be here. God's plan. Remember, I told you that God makes everything back to form, He finishes before He starts. So He had worked everything through Abraham to the end. Remember in Galatians, we are the seed of Abraham. Isn't it? We are his children. And how are we going to be his children? Through Sarah, his wife. And this is a Sarah that you have gone and given to someone else. So it's not just, it's not as simple as it looks. It may look small in your eyes, but it's not as small as that. <laughs> and then the, the second one was what? You see, you must develop your own personal relationship with God. Do you understand? The Bible says, then shall we know if we follow on to know. You have to follow on to have your own relationship. So even as you are being led, Paul says that follow me as I follow Christ. Which means that you follow Christ. When I, Paul, I deviate, you must not deviate. You only follow me so long as I'm following Christ. Which means that you must know where Christ is. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that must put you in check. You see, what the price of leadership is that at the eyes of the people you are leading. There's a, uh, Paul says something. He says that woe to me if I, I preach not the gospel. I am, necessity is laid upon me. I am necessitated to behave in a certain way. All things are lawful, but not everything is expedient because eyes are watching me. So I, lives are at stake. There are some things I will never ever do. Not because they are necessarily sinful, but because of the eyes that are watching. So it keeps me in check as a leader. And must keep you in check. Because if you hear something bad, that I've, your Pastor Chris has done this. A lot of people's Christianity will die immediately. Are you with me? So I can't afford to do that. Even if I felt like it, hey. <laughs> Have I answered your question? Follow-up question to um, Pastor Sam. So, Abraham made a mistake, and he didn't do it once, he did it twice. And in the event of it, God really didn't rebuke him. He instead rebuked the king, because the king said that, you know, he lied to me, and I didn't know. And God said, I know he lied to you, but I caused you that you wouldn't sleep with her. But then he turns around and he says that, you know, go give something to Abraham and he'll pray for you and you know you'll be forgiven but why is that because it's not him that intentionally went after Sarah it was Abraham that lied and it's him that made that mistake and sinned so in essence if I was Lot and you said that his mistake caused Lot to lose respect and faith 
if God is just or God is says he's who he, he says he is, why is it that he almost like winks at Abraham and then I'm going to answer your question with a question. Is that okay? Aaron and um, and uh, Miriam gossiped about Moses and the mistake Moses had done by going to marry an Egyptian Ethiopian woman. But when God came, God was not. The truth of the matter is that Moses had made a mistake because God had told everybody, "Don't marry." from around. He married from Ethiopia, a black woman, which was wrong. God never said anything. But God, God, see, the main person that made the, was not Miriam, was Aaron. Aaron was the one who brought it. But God kept quiet on Aaron and put leprosy on Miriam. So sometimes God has his own way of dealing with his servants. You don't understand. Leave it. Don't touch it. He doesn't judge like you and I. Because we will judge. We are justice. So no, 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 no. So somebody may do something, they will get away with it, but you do it and you die. <laughs> Have I answered your question? So that altar is what you are building now. Always be in the house of God. Always praying. Always doing the work of God. Always inviting people to church. Always supporting the church. Always sowing to the church. That's the altar. Anything you do for God is a memorial. And that's an altar. An altar is a place where you put sacrifice on so anything you do for God that goes, you, you know, you have an, a deadline. Like you were saying Sunday, you have a, a discussion group. You were there, but you were half watching. You were running from there to come. It's an altar. God is on your mind. Somebody was also in the same church, but was sleeping at home, and it's not, it's not a problem. Do you understand what? Yeah, so it's an altar. So what we do for God is an altar. Yes, Glennis. Um, I just wanted to ask in relation to um, the mistake thing. Um, how would you know that your mistake is going to have so many repercussions? Like, do you, will you just not know? You don't know. You just, don't do it. It's in the past. Just pray. That's why I said to you that assuming three people fail because of that, win six people. Because you can't go and undo the mistake you have made. Are we okay? Are we done? It's not fair. Well, life is not fair, is it? For instance, for instance, 
for all of us in this room, because of what we have heard today, we will be judged differently. Moving forward.